Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He's not sat. He's not even Dave Bradshaw. Instead, Pete has returned to Saturdays. I've roped you in. You're never going to escape now because it's LIW444 now. And we're here to talk about the WWE draft. Whoa. He usually sits in this chair. Draft. But not today. Usually. When I did the show, I sat yes. in that chair. Yeah. Yes. But now it's your show. I've handed it over. It's yours now. I'm the guest here. You can have it back. I don't want it back. Thank you very much. Yeah, I know. There's 100% Please, less I'm... Walter on this show now. Please, I'm full. I can't take any more show. So, yes, the WWE draft was here today. Half of the show has been done. The other half concluding on this coming Monday's edition of Raw. But we are going to be getting into all of the draft picks and what they could mean for WWE and the rest of 2023 in the future. Let us know what you think of all of the picks in the comments below. And if this is the first time, make sure, of course, that you like this video, subscribe, and enable notifications to always on so you never miss a fun podcast just like it. It really helps the algorithm. So, Pete. Hi. I'm a sad boy today, Pete. You're a sad boy. Not today. as sad as I could have been because, mm -hmm. of course, Dave really hyped up this podcast, being that you and I were just going to come on here and, and lose our collective minds at the mere prospect of the Usos re, uh, regaining the WWE tag team titles. And that didn't happen, mm -hmm. thank God. But the WWE draft did happen. At least half of it. Half of it, yeah. Half of it. With their stupid draft pool thing. And half the people on these shows just get drafted back to the shows that they were already on. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make fine. sense. I don't like. I don't like the format, but it's fine. Whatever. At the end of the day, the rosters look different coming out of this show. Mm -hmm. So there were a number of picks that got made. Yep. And I'll run down each of them because you know they happen in four pick blocks. Mm -hmm. I really do appreciate that they didn't. They didn't keep doing the uh, Raw gets three picks for every SmackDown 2 because there's more show for Raw. And now, yeah. now they're like, well, that would mean they would pick first. Mm -hmm. And that would mean that Roman would have to go to Raw, and we don't want that. So let's yep. just get rid of that. SmackDown first. SmackDown first. They didn't do anything to determine that SmackDown gets the first pick. Triple H just came out to start, and he was like, SmackDown's Smackdown. going first. Which you would think would kind of be like, when there's one guy who's been champion for three years... 
You wouldn't just be like, nah, they're going first. Yeah, it's fine. They should have had like a battle royal at the start of the show or something sure. like that to well, see who gets well, it. The thing is, if they did that, it would mean that it, there would be a point to this. Ah. And there isn't. Well, so. can you tell that LIW is back? Fortnite. Anywho, in their four pick blocks, mm -hmm. the first one was, of course, Roman Reigns and <coughs> Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were done with this on SmackDown. No, I didn't. It's Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, and Solo Sokoa mm -hmm. all being drafted as a unit over to SmackDown, yep. which is interesting because of the notable uh, not inclusion of exclusion, you could say, of the Usos. I suppose they were in the other draft pool, mm -hmm. but still, that's strange. Mm. But they go to SmackDown first. Cody Rhodes gets drafted second over to Raw. Oh, so dear. he cannot hashtag finish the story. Yes. We continue on. Bianca Belair gets drafted to SmackDown. Mm. She's the Raw Women's Champion. Boo hiss. Uh-oh. Yep. And we'll get to more of this in just a little bit. Uh, and the fourth pick, of course, is Becky Lynch, mm -hmm. who remains on Raw. Not the most interesting of first four picks, but Bianca Belair moves to SmackDown. I'm happy to see her on SmackDown because Lord knows the SmackDown women's division has needed a lot of help, and now they're getting it. Mm -hmm. So then the next batch of picks comes up later in the show. And Michael P.O.S. Hayes, pardon me, P.S. Hayes, and Rob Van Dam come out to make the next set of picks, and they draft the Street Profits to SmackDown, cool, mm -hmm. who just so happened to be ready with blue onesies. That's so weird that they'd have red and blue and immediately get changed into blue like that. <sighs> the your next pick, pick. Your favorite one. The next pick. All three members of Imperium get drafted to Raw. Along with my will to live. Yay! Because, I'll be honest, y'all, I don't watch Raw, unless I have to. Mm -hmm. And most weeks I don't. Which means, I am now losing my immediate access to Walter, who has been the saving grace of SmackDown. And this don't fly with me. Does that mean you're gonna have to start watching Raw? No. <laughs> Just means that I'll miss Walter. <laughs> Like, I remember when Edge had first come back, mm -hmm. I would turn on Raw specifically to watch Edge's segments. Like, mm -hmm. if I knew Edge was on one week, I would watch Raw. So anybody that ever wants to say that Edge isn't a draw, he drew me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know that I can do the same thing for Walter. That's fair. Perhaps I should, because his matches are amazing. But all great. speaking of Edge, he gets drafted next, back to SmackDown, which is good. Because he's my favorite wrestler, and he's on the show. And go Leafs go, because he's from Toronto. I know he's cheering for Maple Leafs to beat Lightning. I wore this jersey last week, Pete. Mm -hmm. And it led to a win. Yep. However, I also wore it like two days ago. You did. And they yep. didn't win. Well. So I don't think me wearing the jersey has any effect on the other people that are in no way connected to my life playing better. That's Crazy talk. I don't think it can be possible that you wearing a jersey could somehow not influence the game. Surely it would. My faith is wavering. Go Leafs go. <laughs> and then Matt Riddle stays slash goes to Raw. He's kind of been on both shows since uh, since he came back, but he's a Raw guy. Mm -hmm. Next set of picks happen later with JBL, <laughs> Boo, and Teddy Long... 
representing Raw for some reason. Why? I don't. Surely, literally, the 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 SmackDown guy is Teddy Long. And whatever. you know what? It may have helped Teddy Long to not have to <laughs> announce one of these names <laughs> because you had the the picks. Bobby Lashley gets drafted to SmackDown. And that is interesting. That is cool. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, potentially, maybe winning the U.S. title and bringing it with him, considering the Intercontinental Championship has mm-hmm. gone to Raw with yep. with Walter, of course. Yep. Um, we also had Drew McIntyre going to Raw. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, Drew. We shall miss you. I think that's a good change as well. Yeah, needed. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, if he's if he's going to be on the same brand as Roman, he's not going to beat him. That only has so much shelf life. Yep. But then AJ Styles, the OC, and Meechan, because that's still a group. Also known as the OC, all of them together. Yeah. Yeah. They get drafted to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Makes me happy. AJ Styles is on SmackDown. Yeah. And then the Miz gets drafted to Raw, or as Teddy Long calls them. We still don't know. We don't know what he said. So I was watching it in the office, right? I, I watched it. We recorded our, our edited news and review and stuff this morning. And then I was watching SmackDown in the office. And I said, Tempest, can I borrow your ears for a second? Because I don't know what Teddy Long is saying here. Because when he announced this pick and he said, Raw picks, the Miz. The just the Miz. The just the Miz. And I was like, what is he saying? And I've rewound it like five times and I can't figure it out. Because then he corrected himself and he says, oh, the, the, the A-lister, the Miz. So I thought he said something like Alistair, the Miz. Sure. But he didn't say that. It was like the Tister. And I was like, what, <laughs> what, what are you saying, Teddy? And I can't figure it out. If anyone can email, uh, write to me on a postcard. Like, Ugh. Jesus, I can't Carrier figure out what pigeon. he said. Yeah. Yeah. My Lord. You ever see that clip of Teddy Long announcing that SmackDown had moved into second place to the longest-running <laughs> weekly episodic shows? I feel like I must have. It's like 2011, and he's standing out there with John Laurinaitis, and it's the announcement that like SmackDown mm-hmm. and Raw are in this two-horse yes. race of yeah. never-ending shows. Yeah, and he just goes, <laughs> he goes like, and we're proud to announce that SmackDown has moved into second place. Of the longest running, of the weekly longest running shows in the, the, the history of the longest running shows in the history of SmackDown. And he just goes, didn't yeah, get that one. Yeah, I, I have seen that. Yep. I it's think I, fantastic. I think I actually might have watched that one because I was watching wrestling at the time. One-on-one like, on one with the Undertaker player. Ah. Fantastic stuff. And then the last batch, mm. perhaps the most baffling of which, well. announced by uh, Road Dog, Boo, and Shawn Michaels, yay. Shawn Michaels representing SmackDown, the brand that he famously would like never wrestled for. Yep. Um, not literally, of course, but he wouldn't get drafted to SmackDown because he had to go to church on Tuesdays. SmackDown selects damage control, which means that EO Sky will not be keeping the Raw women's title on Raw. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they just choose to do this every single year. I think they're so clever. It just means, Tempest, that we get the amazing, famous, and always great title swap segment. Remember that was like the main event of the segment of the show last time? Good God. Anywho, uh, yeah, we were reviewing that show. Mm. Good times. Um, Then, there's a lot of picks on this show. Then, to Raw... Shinsuke Nakamura to escape Karrion Cross. 
Which did not work. <laughs> Didn't work. They'll wrestle next week. Yep. And then SmackDown gets the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. No, no. A- according to Michael Cole. I hate it. It's Isla Dawn, Michael Cole. Isla. That's in, a name. In case anyone ever wants to get it twisted that Michael Cole is, in fact, bad at his job. <laughs> and then the final pick, the NXT Women's Champion, Indy Hartwell. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of picks. Yeah, it is. That's most of the show is these picks. There were yeah. some matches, and we'll get to the matches, of course. Mm-hmm. But those are the picks. Raw gets all these people. SmackDown gets all these people. And I kind of like how SmackDown has shaped up coming out of this. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more of an interesting show than it had been. Very stale going into this draft. But you've got the folks like Bobby Lashley, who I think fits on SmackDown. That would make for a good... B pay-per-view match with Roman Reigns, potentially. Lord knows if we'll actually get one between now and SummerSlam. Maybe that's just your SummerSlam match. Mm. It doesn't look like Roman's losing this title anytime soon. But, anywho, Edge is on SmackDown. That's cool. I like that. I don't know who he's going to be lining up to face now. Like, I don't know who's left on Edge's list of people he wants to face before he retires. AJ Styles. He's done that already. No. Do it better. Well, you could do that. (laughs) You could do that. But, yeah, SmackDown came out all right. I like Bianca Belair a lot. She's mm-hmm. going to do well on SmackDown. Raw, it's going to be interesting. It felt like there was a lot of uh, the you same. You stay on Raw. Yeah, there's a lot of the same yeah. for Raw. Uh, there was a couple of changes, like Drew McIntyre going over there. That's a big one. Uh, and Shinsuke and Indy and Hartwell. Walter. And Walter. Uh, but then you also kept, like, Cody and Becky and Riddle and The Miz. And all of that feels kind of kind of same because a lot of those, not including The Miz, are kind of like your top guys. Your, sure. your, your Cody's and your Becky's are the people that are the most featured on Raw. So it does feel like the, the vast majority of the tone of the show might be pretty similar going mm-hmm. forward. Whereas SmackDown, it felt like, despite obviously you've still got Roman Reigns, he's not there all the time, even though he is the top guy. So that feels like the show might be a little bit different. Yeah, because at the very least, SmackDown feels like it has gotten a new batch of challengers for Mm. Roman Reigns. Yes. Which is good. Needed. Very needed, in fact. Whereas Raw, it looks like you might just have the same sort of people in this group vying for the World Heavyweight Championship, because I would imagine that Seth Rollins is also going to stay put on Raw. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. Um, but it'll be interesting. Walter, of course, in the mix, but he's still got the mid-card title, so you would think, unless he loses that title in the near future, which I'm not advocating for, he probably won't be in the tippy-top group mm-hmm. until that happens. Could yep. be wrong. Could be wrong. But it'll be very interesting. Now, The big question surrounding all of this, of course, is what happens with the story that needs finishing? (laughs) Cody Rhodes. (laughs) Because you do have option A, which is Cody Rhodes wins the World Heavyweight Championship, which is, I don't think anybody is happy with that idea. Bad option, that one. I don't like that option. I think it's poor. Mm -hmm. And then we have the more elaborate story, potentially, where I think you could do a deal where Cody makes it to the semifinals or the finals of this World Heavyweight Championship tournament. I'm assuming it's a tournament. Maybe loses to someone like a Seth Rollins. 
Take your pick. And then wins Money in the Bank and demands to have his match with Roman Reigns because that's the belt that he wants. I think that makes sense. It would be reliant on some things happening, of course. Money in the Bank going to a very specific person. I don't know, though, because this is the top pick in the draft, for Mm -hmm. Raw anyway. And if he just goes to SmackDown because he wants that belt, I think that then will leave Raw with a pretty sizable hole at the top of their roster, which isn't necessarily what they want. And this draft is kind of, I think, designed to fix those type of problems, Mm -hmm. at least ideally. So maybe if they can work out some sort of trade, I don't know. But it does leave a lot of questions as to what happens in the coming months with this new belt and everything. Especially, I mean, who knows what anything it's going to mean because Wade Barrett later on the show just said the Raw and SmackDown guys are going to wrestle for this belt. I was going to talk about that later, but holy, I'm just going to talking about. I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that he just misspoke. But like, I really don't think he did though. Yeah, and I think they've just made a, 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 a very sizable error in saying that Raw and SmackDown wrestlers will be vying for the Raw belt, the World Heavyweight title, which then means, what's the point of the draft? <laughs> if, you, if you're not going to separate the brands, what does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, you can make the argument that it doesn't matter anyway, which is the argument that I make. None of this matters, because they're not going to be on their own brands for long. They don't care enough. Everybody will just be changing brands soon anyway, so it doesn't matter. We'll see. We'll see. Again, uh, if I had more faith that this was a Triple H run product, Mm -hmm. you know, then I would look at this and be like, well, this is his chance to really divvy up the brands the way that he wants to. Mm -hmm. You know, again, like he inherited a roster last time. Now this is his roster. Mm -hmm. But I don't have that faith currently. No. So we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Are there any other of those draft picks that really stand out to you? Things that you would like to see? Uh, I'm really curious. I think, at the very least, this has made me curious to see what the other half of the draft is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we've got half of the puzzle at this point. And I think some things, like, you know, Bobby coming over to SmackDown is half of the story. Sure. What happens to Austin Theory? What happens to Bronson Reed? Those are the two guys that are also in that triple threat match. And that's probably going to signal a bit more clearer where they're probably going to go with the US title. Um, I'm curious to see what Drew's going to be doing on Raw, I think he needs that, and I think that's another guy that you can elevate because he's been slightly under that top-level guy for a little while He'd now. He'd look good with that World Heavyweight title. Exactly, yeah. I think you can elevate him into that sort of title picture, and he would be completely fine there. Um, I want to know what's going on with Rhea Ripley because if Bianca's going to SmackDown, are they all just staying on Raw? Because Rhea's been kind of a SmackDown gal for a little bit with the SmackDown World title. So... Did Judgment Day all just stay on Raw? To be fair, now that Edge is on SmackDown, Judgment Day absolutely should stay on Raw. Because <laughs> I can't be having those gang, those guys on the same brand yeah. again. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that it's made me curious about the rest of the draft. I don't think I'm particularly excited or amazed by any of this. Um partially because of what I said before, I don't think this really matters in the long run because they will just, when they need to, they will just swap people because they can. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But I think it, these are some much needed changes for SmackDown. I think if you're going to be seeing a lot more of a lot of the, the SmackDown guys, I think that's really cool. It was great to see AJ come back here. I was going to say, AJ Styles uh, potentially is like a challenger for Roman Reigns, who, like, that match hasn't happened since their mm. huge, memorable match in 2016. Mm. And that would be, like, a good challenger for Roman to have, like, pull out a really top-level match yeah. at some point down the line this year. I think that one would... Oh, really man. help out SmackDown. If you had AJ versus Roman, and then you have Mia Yim backing up uh, AJ, and then Solid Cover just has a slow and spike to Mia Yim. I think that'd be really cool. And people will go nuts for that. I think that'd be fun. That's cool. So much, so many matches that this Bloodline are going to have this year. Yeah. We're, not, we're not close to the end of this. But yeah, there's that. There's also, I want to get into these NXT call ups. Mm hmm. Because there were a lot of uh, rumored NXT call-ups that some of which could still absolutely happen yep. come Raw. Yep. Um, but considering there were like two picks spent on NXT in this draft, I'm not super confident that more than two picks would be used on mm. Raw, maybe three or so, but mm. I don't think you're going to see a sizable shift in NXT, guys. These were some choices. I think it was good that they used uh, the two NXT picks to bolster the women's division. That, because yes. Because I, I think sure. that's probably needed. Hundo um, P. More, more than anything else. Um, and they chose all the champs. The NXT women's champs, uh, women's tag champs, and the NXT women's champion currently. Um, which, for, for that factor alone, is a choice to have all your champions be called up. Um, but also, I feel like there might have been a couple of other people that would be better to call mm -hmm. up. Like a Roxanne Perez, for example. Uh-huh. Would be my pick, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think these are, these are fine. They're fine. I don't hate it. It's fine. I want to be a hater. I don't think Indy Hartwell is very good mm -hmm. at this wrestling thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of her matches over the last like year and a bit and they're not very good mm -hmm. I would think that you'd want to keep someone like that in developmental for a little while longer she's just won the NXT Women's Championship like a month ago that seems like a perfectly good time to get her consistent ring time on TV with people at a high level and you can hopefully build someone up over a long period of time doing something like that. I get the feeling that this call-up is done so they can reunite the way. Uh-huh. And the, uh, all I'll say about that is thank God I don't watch Raw. Because if I had to sit there and have review index segments again, I'd quit. That's I fair. would quit. And I feel like that's what this is uh, kind of leading towards. I could yep. be wrong. Yep. Could be wrong. She might just be in the mix. But like you said, there is a perfectly, like, perfectly available Roxanne Perez mm -hmm. sitting right there who I think clears half the main roster in terms of talent anyway. I hope that she gets called up on mm -hmm. Raw. I don't think that is a guarantee by any means. Mm -hmm. But 
at the very least, I think that she should have joined this show before Indy Hartwell did. Mm-hmm. I think Alba Fire joining Raw or joining SmackDown, I think, is a nice touch. Yep. I think she is someone who could have been on the main roster a long, long time ago. I've not seen enough of Isla Dawn uh, to say either way. Mm-hmm. So I will give her the benefit of the doubt. And I like that they're on SmackDown because that's two bodies now on SmackDown that has desperately needed a, a, a tune-up. Yeah. Especially this this year. Absolutely. So we'll see. We'll see. And SmackDown also got the addition of Bianca Belair and also Mia Yim. Yeah. So those are more more people heading towards SmackDown, which is real good. Yes. I think. Bolster the SmackDown women's division for sure. Mm-hmm. Come Raw, however. I think it's about time we saw someone like Anelia Dragunov, mm-hmm. like a Tyler Bate. Mm-hmm. Grayson Waller's been doing really well. I personally think, yeah, where's Cameron Grimes been? Yeah, yeah. for lo- for the love of God. You also have like you know Carmelo Hayes is the NXT champion currently, but clearly that doesn't mean anything if we're just drafting all the champions. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is a ready-made star. Mm-hmm. I see the argument in, you know, Braun Breaker could also probably use more time in developmental, but I also am watching him spear people through uh, barricades and everything, and I was just like, hey, I want to watch that. <laughs> I want to see that, because this guy is just a monster. So there are names in NXT that may or may not be called up on Raw, but I hope some of the really top names that are like, you know, NXT UK holdovers mm. uh, finally get their call up. Just put all of them on the same brand as Walter, which unfortunately isn't the brand that I cover anymore. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But for now, we're going to continue on because... Well, first, we have a thing we should talk about. Tempest. What should we talk about, Pete? We should talk about the book. The book that we're coming out with, or have come out with, I should say, which is The New War, WWE versus AEW. It is a, a, a book that we are bringing out. Uh, it's really well done. It's taken from the pages of the Russell Talk magazine. And for all of our special viewers right here, right now, uh, it's available at WrestleShop.com. And for the 10 day early bird access price, uh, you can get the ebook for two pounds off. You get it for four pounds ninety nine instead of six ninety nine, and you can get it for paperback in fourteen pounds ninety nine. Uh, is is real good. I'm proud of it. So go buy it. The most controversial wrestling book of the year, as quoted by Wrestle Talk's Ollie Davis. He should know. He wrote the foreword. That's so co- so true. So correct. That one. Yeah. Make sure so you check you out the book. Check out the book. The link will be in the description. It's written by very talented people. Indeed. More talented people. Like the Usos, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. they were the opening promo after the first set of draft picks where they came out, and it was the same sort of promo we've seen week after week where the Usos came out and they were like, hey, we're going to win it for Roman. Roman ain't talking to us right now. He's not answering his texts or his DMs or his voicemail or his email or whatever. Carrier pigeon, perhaps. And Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens came out. And Sammy was like, why are you dedicating this match to someone who won't even answer your calls? We're going to win. And Jay was like, cuts him off. He's like, you're not going to win anything, Sammy. He's going to turn on you. And Kevin Owens like, no, I'm not. That's it. I, my note after this was, man, there's so much progression in this story. <laughs> Welcome to SmackDown. Welcome to SmackAss. <laughs> we then got our first match, however, as Butch took on L.A. Knight. Yeah. And this, yeah. I thought, was a fun little match. Shouldn't be that surprising. You know, Pete Dunne and L.A. Knight, like, that's a good combination of guys. Mm-hmm. And L.A. Knight actually got a win on this show. Which is kind of nuts. Sure is. L.A. Knight. And he got really big reactions as well. Well, that's... Hands over. That is uh, not new. Well, I know. He has been getting these reactions every time he's been on screen. Oh, yeah. On SmackDown. Whether, and a lot of people tried to say that it was an outlier when he was in the Battle Royal, which was in L.A., and he got a really big reaction when he got eliminated and everything. But no, pretty much every time he's been wrestling lately, the people are into his catchphrases. They're into all the cues that he does with each of his moves. He's over. Yeah. Let's keep this train going. Let's get him some more wins. There's some really fun bits in this match, I thought, too. Like, there was a, a part where Butch had him in a Kimura, and he kind of stuck him halfway through the ropes to break the hold, and then just grabbed his legs and did the slingshot deal. I thought that was a really creative way to break up the hold. Mm-hmm. 
some more good stuff. He hit a really nice superplex, and then eventually hit the blunt force trauma and got the win. I was shocked. Shocked, I say. But LA Knight got to win. I was real, real happy about it. Seems like this draft is kind of the... The draft seems to be like the Raw After Mania type Mm -hmm. thing, where they seem to be kickstarting a lot of things and like resetting a lot of things, and here's where our direction's gonna go. So I'm hoping that this means the start of something for LA Knight. I hope so as well, because I mean, I've gone on this show every single week since WrestleMania and just be like, I wanted WrestleMania to be the reset button where we can get guys like Santos Escobar and LA Knight winning matches on this show. And it looks like I may have just had to wait another few weeks for this. But, like, I don't know, WrestleMania was just kind of like, and I'm out of patience. Yeah. You yeah, know? Totally. I, th- I think it's a lot more of, like, the the monument moment to then start something new afterwards than the draft is. But yes, uh, it's neither here nor there. We then had the next set of draft picks, and the Street Profits came out in their blue outfits. Again, very convenient. Blue. Blue. They came out and they say that nothing changes for them besides the day that they work on because they still want the smoke. And then they are greeted by Broncochet and the LWO. I came up with my own version of Braun Strowman and Ricochet, which is a Rico man. Which uh-huh. I prefer. You prefer that. I prefer that because I came up with it. Yeah. Therefore, it's better. Makes sense. It's a combination of two of the worst gimmicks WWE has ever had. <laughs> Anywho, this was a triple threat tag team match, and I thought a good one. This was a very fun little Real match. fun. Lots of high-flying, plus Braun Strowman. So it was good stuff. They also really played up the botch that they did last week, mm. where Braun Strowman threw Ricochet into the ring into to, no one. to be caught by no one. Yeah. Braun, and as we then found out, had a concussion. So I don't know why he was wrestling. Maybe it happened at the start of the match or something. I don't know. But he was clearly loopy for that match. And he went to go and absolutely yeet Ricochet. And Ricochet was like, whoa, I remember last week. Don't you don't you throw me around. And he's like, no, 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 I'll do it right this time. I promise. And he was like, okay. And then he threw him out of the ring and get actually caught by the pile. It was a very cute little spot. I like that a lot. It was um, good. Again, you had the LWO doing doing dives. It was a really good, fast-paced, kinetic match. And then the Street Profits tagged in. And they were also doing the, the rules where one person from each team was in the match as opposed to just two and then the full team on the outside. The correct way to do it. I mean, when you do matches like this and have them be good, I agree. I understand that that way of doing things can make it like overly complicated at times. But if you're just going to have, like, high flyers doing the spots where it's very clear, like, a good pair and then a third and a good quick rotation of guys with spots, then it works. And it worked here because the Street Profits tagged in and they hit a big old frog splash on Ricochet and got the win. So the new team gets a win on their new brand. That's a win for me. I don't know if we're going to get another Street Profits uh, tag title match in the near future, but I'm always up for seeing it. Mm Mm-hmm. We had the next set of picks, Mm -hmm. and then we had Zelina Vega coming out for her match with Sonya Deville, and it was a match that Zelina Vega also won. She did. All the people that don't get wins were getting wins on this show. I will say, my first note for this match was, and Zelina wins, unconvincingly. Yeah. See, that was the problem with this, because... Zelina Vega, prior to this, had not won a singles match since December of 2021. Mm. And she's challenging for the championship at the pay-per-view. Yes. Having won no matches to earn that title shot. Mm -hmm. She's just kind of... 
gotten the best of Rhea Ripley the last couple weeks and thus is entitled for a title shot. It's WWE. Whatever. Whatever. However, if you were then going to book her in a singles match, I would think you would probably want to build some people's confidence in her. And I don't think anybody is being fooled here. I don't think Zelina Vega is about to beat Rhea Ripley at Backlash. You never know. You never know. But if you want me to believe that, mm-hmm. then I would probably have her like hit a move and beat Sonya Deville rather than just rolling her up, which is what happened here. What's Zelina's finisher? I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's a code red. I think it would be good to maybe get that over. I think it's the code red. Of Backlash. So then like when she tries to hit it, people go, oh, it's the finish. You know, rather I, than I think it's the code red. I think she won right. the queen's crown with the code red. Sounds about right. But after the match, Rhea Ripley then comes out and she beats up Zelina and she beats up Sonya and Chelsea Green hops off the apron, wants none of it, and then she goes to hit the Riptide on Zelina Vega, but Zelina Vega turns it into a DDT, gets the better of her once again, and Rhea Ripley's like ah. And then after that, they had a segment backstage where she's getting a pep talk from Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio's like, you just got to believe. Mm-hmm. You just got to believe. I think that counter into the DDT was real smooth. Yeah. I liked it. Um, and I like that Zelina got a win. Would have been better, like we said, if she just actually won convincingly and we understood what her finisher was, etc. Small victories. Um, but after she won and Rhea Ripley came out and beat her up, I was like... Rhea Ripley's just so much cooler than everybody else in this ring right now. She yeah. just feels like so much more protected. She's so much of like, not necessarily in terms of like talent, but just in terms of how she's been booked and portrayed. She seems like so much higher than everybody else involved in this kind of thing. Where when she came out, literally my my attention to it just like skyrocketed. I'm like, oh, it's Rhea Ripley. Wow, cool. Yeah, now I'm into it. It's just the the... Pavlovian response to them portraying Rhea Ripley to be awesome is that when she comes out, I go, oh, cool. Whereas when I see everybody else, I'm like, ah, you haven't given me a reason to care. The star is here. Yeah, exactly, right? Oh, cool, the star's here. Um, so yeah, I, I thought this was good, though, that Zelina won, and I am genuinely looking forward to their title match. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be real cool to have Zelina in Puerto Rico, and I think Rhea's going to kill her yep. in front of her family. It's going to be great. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, we then had AJ Styles and the OC mm. making, I guess, their return. Yeah. They've not been seen on this show. It's AJ Styles. AJ's of, return. Yeah, AJ's return for sure. And everybody else has just been hanging out. Absent. And they came down to the ring. And I think they were going to cut a promo and just be like, Hey, we're back. Smackdown. The Viking Raiders immediately came out to interrupt them. Mm -hmm. And boy, the Viking Raiders have really dropped off Mm. the last few months. We were talking about this on last week's podcast, how the Viking Raiders were kind of in that holding pattern where they were getting all the big wins, like the Viking rules match that Mm -hmm. we we, uh, reviewed last year. On a boat. On a boat. They had that one shot of the Titan Tron where they were like at sea. Mm -hmm. It was really funny. Well, that was a good match, and they were getting the big wins over the New Day and et cetera. But it always seemed like, well, we can't give them the title shot yeah, because the Usos are the champions, mm-hmm. and they're heels, and the Vikings are heels. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have them wrestle some more people. Sure. And then eventually they got beat by uh, the Banger Bros, and then it was gone. The magic was gone. Mm-hmm. They've been beaten. They're no longer this uh, challenger and waiting for a babyface team to eventually beat the Usos. And now they're just the geek team getting squashed by the newcomers. Woof. Viking Raiders did not look very good in this segment. 
Like, Good I don't God. know why this wasn't, like, hit row, or yeah. which also depresses me saying that, but yeah. still. You know, hit row or Los Lotharios, perhaps. You know, somebody who, like, the, the maximum male models of SmackDown who can go out there and not be hurt by such a beating. But, well, of course, I, they brawl and immediately... They get rid of one of them, and then the Good Brothers just hit the magic killer on the other one. Mm-hmm. And then AJ Styles hits him with a phenomenal forearm, and they leave. Yep. That's it. Like, wow. And AJ was never, like, threatened by the Viking Raiders coming out. He's like, they came out, and he was like, oh. I'm just going to stand uh, over I'm, here. Uh, okay. I'm just going to go sit. Uh, I was, take him out, with you? Like, AJ was just sitting on the turnbuckle, not caring that they were here. They got beaten up within seconds. And then AJ, on the way out, hit the phenomenal forearm for the extra exclamation mark afterwards. Uh, which, what? Damning. Um, A damning, damning display. Yeah. Uh, it's a real shame. And I think, like, this sort of beatdown really works if the people you're beating up are a comedy act, right? Sure. If it's a heel comedy act that comes out and just be like, people shouldn't be caring about you. People should be caring about us. We're great, kind of thing. And everyone's like... <laughs> No, no. Mm-hmm. and then they get beaten up. Like that's funny. That's cathartic. That's that's good. But this is a team that we're supposed to be taking seriously, and now we can't take them seriously. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I also just wanted to point out because I saw this whole thing unfold and went, "Huh, that's neat." It was the very first Ring of Honor show that I ever went to had all five of these men in the main event, mm. all of them. And I was Crazy. like, "Wow!" Snap back. To you reality. Know, snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was 2015. So during... Eight years ago? Yeah, eight years ago. God, where was I eight years ago? At a Ring of Honor show, clearly. At a Ring of Honor show. It was almost like... It was like in May, I want to say. Like, mm-hmm. maybe mid-May. So, like, very close to around this time period as well. Because it was the Bullet Club, the 2015 cool as all hell bullet mm-hmm. club yep. of AJ Styles, Gallows Anderson, and the Young Bucks in the main event against the Ring of Honor All-Stars of War Machine, mm-hmm. Roderick Strong, and the Briscoe Brothers. Oh, man. And they just had the most insane 10-man tag mm. for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Like one of the one of the Vikings did like a swanton off the top rope to the floor. Yeah. Just like craziness cool. like that. Yeah. Every single member of the Bullet Club was getting chants, even Gallows. Mm. You know, like they went through everybody and chanted for them. Yep. And it was just like, and this was when AJ Styles was IWGP champion. So he came out with the belt and mm. doing the whole thing. And like the doors open and Bullet Club shirts were sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of time frame. And I just saw this and went, huh, crazy. Crazy how wrestling works, isn't it? Everybody's um, come back around together. I thought it was also very cool to see AJ hit the Phenomenal Forum because he seems pretty good to go in terms of wrestling. Yeah, so, I hope so. Great. I really hope that AJ's good to wrestle because I've missed him wrestling. Yeah. We uh, then, of course, had the next set, the final set of draft picks mm-hmm. from the NXT dudes. And we had Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. <laughs> So, so stupid. Isla Dawn uh, being challenged by Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Uh, they were in the performance center, of course. They had everybody lined up doing their, their reaction shots to being drafted, which was very sweet. 
And I would imagine that they'll lose the NXT Women's Tag Titles in this match. Probably. Wouldn't really make sense to keep them. Yeah. But... Katana, but you never know. You never know with these people. So Asakoa kept the North American title on SmackDown and then vacated it anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Who knows? But either way, that match is happening next week on uh, NXT. And then Shinsuke Nakamura was going to be interviewed about being moved to Raw. And he gets like one word in and he gets attacked by Karrion Cross, thrown into some boxes and some backstage you know, paraphernalia. And, and then that's it. And Cross does his growling. <laughs> the cards told him to do it. Yeah. And he listens to the heart of the cards. And then, still backstage, Sola Sokoa gets held back from going out to the to the ring. Because Paul Heyman is like, he's really hyping up the Usos. Mm-hmm. And he's just going nuts with this this promo. But then he's also just like, hey, you're so solo. You don't do it. You gotta you gotta kill your brothers, you know. Like Tonight is the night, he kept saying to Solo Sokoa. And you know what? He lied. Well. It would have been, but it did not end up being the night. He didn't lie. Solo failed in his mission. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Right now, in fact. Because this, of course, means that Solo Sokoa is held in the back and the Mm -hmm. Usos go out. Yes. Roman wants the spotlight on the Usos. And they go out to the ring. They go for the main event. Rematch of WrestleMania. I've written down Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. That's not the match. That's not right. <laughs> Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. For the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship. Mm. I mean, it's a good match. Yeah. It was half the match that was at WrestleMania, but one was a WrestleMania main event. The other was the main event of an episode of SmackDown. So you <laughs> yeah, kind of get. The other was a WrestleMania main event rematch. So, you, yeah, again, you kind of get what you get. And it was good. There were lots of super kicks, lots of near falls. Lots of big moves, lots of kickouts. You did the uh, pop-up power bomb for a near fall. There were lo- loads of super kicks. I can't stress enough how many super kicks there were. Jimmy kicked out of the stunner. Yeah. No Crazy. one does that. Yeah. Halfway through the match, however, there's a little inset promo of Paul Heyman getting a call. as from Roman Reigns. Like, yes, my trouble to you. Yes, my trouble to you. Solo. Tonight is the night. He goes off. Then he starts singing the old Raw thing. Tonight is the night. I hated that song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> I thought you were just like, that one, yeah. I just want to be, want to be loved. Could have picked any of them. Yeah. Move to the music. Played <laughs> up in music. music. <laughs> that would have been a lot funnier of a segment. But Solo just walks up and is like, But Solo Sokoa makes his way down the ramp, presumably to kill the Usos, who had yet to fail. But he gets jumped by Matt Riddle, Mm -hmm. flies out of nowhere, and they kind of brawl to the side of the stage. In the middle of all this, the Usos lose. Jimmy gets hit with a stunner, and then a halluva kick, and then gets pinned. And that's it. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn retain the tag titles. Saudi Arabia be damned. Maybe they just won't defend those titles, and even even if not, there's still like a month until that show, so they can lose it before then. I hope they don't. But either way, that does wrap up SmackDown with the Usos looking forlorn and Solo Sokoa looking off in the distance being like, oh, darn. Oh, dear. I didn't kill my brothers tonight. I thought it was quite interesting because I think for the first time that I can recall, Solo looked conflicted. Mm. Like, when he came out on the stage, he was like, mm, I don't want to do this. 
Uh, but then it got jumped by Matt Riddle. And then at the end, he was kind of looking off towards the Usos, being like, "Oh, oh dear, oh no, I didn't. Oh wanna... bother. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't want this." Um, so it's quite curious because obviously the Usos failed; they did mm-hmm. not get the tag titles back. But also Solo failed. Mm-hmm. Roman instructed him to take out the Usos, supposedly, and he didn't. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Curious to see how that plays out. It will be interesting because you would assume that Roman will defend the title in Saudi Arabia. He, he tends to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that's going to be against. Um, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Amos, potentially. <laughs> would you put it past them? I mean, come on. But uh, this would also seem to indicate that uh, Roman Reigns will be returning to the show in the coming weeks to set up so. such a match. Which I, I would hope maybe next week mm-hmm. so we can have some immediate fallout from this thing. Kind of like what I wanted post Mania yeah. when the Usos lost the belts. Maybe I would have thought that would have been the catalyst. Whatever. I reckon it'll be after Backlash rather than yeah. before it. But yeah. either way, it does. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it, we're still spinning the plates. Sure are. But ma- <laughs> match was I good. I still don't care. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I think I mentioned. I this gotta on be here show. every week. Yeah, you know. I, I think I mentioned this on another show that like I kept saying that this was like the best story that they've ever done, mm-hmm. and then they got to Mania, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I don't care anymore. Like you, you've ruined it now. Yeah, I, I don't really care what they do. They can't get me to get invested again. Um, so even though everything I think in this main event was objectively good to very good, maybe even great at at times, I think I'm like. Cool. At the end of it, I'm still left just like, okay. Yeah, it does still, again, kind of feel like a lot of the things that we used to say, you know, back in the olden days of SmackDown, where if you look at it as an isolated episode in a vacuum, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, they had a good match in the main event, and it was Mm -hmm. good. And if you just, like, took someone who's never seen any wrestling, you sat them down and made them watch this match, it would would be enjoyable. It would be solid. But as the continuation of a weekly episodic TV show, They've lost me. They've jumped yes. the shark, you know. Very they much had so. the perfect ending in their hand, and they, they didn't do it. And I don't yep. want to bring that up on every single podcast, but it makes it very difficult to get involved in the storyline that is still going. But it is also extremely important yeah. <laughs> to know how much they screwed the pooch on this one. God, it was bad. But that wraps up SmackDown, and woo, woo draft. draft. Edge is on SmackDown. I'm excited. Maybe we'll get... AJ Styles and Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. Bobby Lashley and Edge. That sounds fun. Sure. Yeah. Who else is on SmackDown that Edge can wrestle? I don't know. Alba Fire. Elbow Fire. I don't know. You know, I really don't know who Edge's like counterparts are on SmackDown. Maybe I'll figure that out after the second half of this year draft. But Who's on SmackDown? Yeah, I'm trying to work it out. Mad Cat Moss. Apparently he's Riddick Moss He's Riddick Moss, yeah. Right? Maybe LA Knight. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could Cut some promos on each other. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know? Something like that. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, again, let us know in the comments below what you would like to see from the second half of the draft. What did you think of the first half of the draft? Make sure, of course, that you like this video and subscribe to the WrestleTalk Podcast channel. If you haven't already, it really helps us out. And before we go, make sure, of course, once again, that you remember we got a book coming out. WWE versus AEW, the new war, straight from the pages of the WrestleTalk magazine. And it is 
crazy how much has happened in the last few years. It's kind of wild, isn't it? Yeah. From all the, the highs and lows of AEW over the last 12 months mm. and beyond. And yeah. all the highs and lows of WWE the last month. But either way, you can go and get the early bird discount right now. Two pounds off the ebook price of uh, usually $6.99, which you will get after the early bird sale. Right now you can get it for $4.99 and print edition for $14.99. Forward written by our own Oliver Davis. Woo! Make sure that you check that out. It's excellent. Do that. Go do that. Right now. Go do the thing. Right. Do, Julie, do the thing. Click the link, Julie. Yeah. Do the thing. And also, we got more plugs uh, because Adam Blompier, his fantasy booked Brock Lesnar's retirement mm. over on Parts Fun Known. You can check that out right now and including, you can get early access to next month's fantasy booking where he books the AEW return of CM Punk. Back to CM Punk bookings. Yeah. Big fan. CM Punk. Everybody loves that guy. I've watched it. It's good. Yeah, they usually are, yeah. yeah. Make sure that you check that out. It's uh, real good. And as well, this isn't a plug for Talk. But I'm battling Holly Musgrave <laughs> in Pokemon tomorrow, <laughs> and I'm going to beat her real bad. She doesn't know what's coming for her. Yeah. You can check out the promo over at Holly Likes Games 13 on YouTube. It's going to be on Twitch at Holly Likes Games, and I'm going to beat her. Pokemon, I'm going to be the best like no one ever was. Especially you. Going down. Go Leafs, go. I'm out of bits. You got anything? Be nice to each other. In the comments. Thank you for filling in, Pete. Sat specs next week. Jam that jam. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.